Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me today is my co-host, Eddie. He's joining me every week. We should change that. Joining me every week is Eddie. Eddie, how's it going, man? Not too bad. How are you going for you? It's going well. The, the holidays are in full swing. We had our first Santa Claus parade. Uh, I say first because we go to multiples because kids and Santa, it, it's like it's like milk and cookies, man. Just goes together. Not uh, always. No, not always. True. The cookies so Some be... kids see Santa and scream their heads off. You know, there's like... There's like an age, you know, there's this gap where they just are afraid of strange old men. And then suddenly, as long as they're wearing red, they just, they're just all over them. It's really, it's really something. I blame Coca-Cola, to be honest, but um, we're not here to talk about that. We could, and we will probably once the holiday heroes get here. But Eddie, I want to know what heroes have you summoned this week from the many banners that we have to choose from the many bountiful banners that are currently running how'd you do well um the banners we do currently have running are heroes with vantage which i pulled my free pull and left it be uh the legendary hero reed banner which i did a bit more pulling for uh the voting gauntlet banner another two hero banner uh, although it kind of makes sense considering every other hero is already on the fire and ice or the legendary hero banner uh as the fire and ice banner is going as well still um and uh, i got fairly lucky on the legendary freed banner um i got him fairly early uh but since nina is one of the heroes i did not have in my catalog i decided to dive back in and try and get her uh when there's only three you have Potential issues in the fact that you're as likely to get the other two as you are the one you're looking for, but you still are likely to only get one of those three. And I got, and I dove in, and I got really lucky and got Noir, and Noir, and Noir, and probably a few more Noirs, and a handful of Robins. Wow. I let my stubbornness get the better of me and refused to accept the... uh, fully proven sunk cost fallacy that was sitting in my face i hmm. uh, got some more orbs dove in uh one more time and i did finally get nina um wish i had been able to beat my stubbornness but i did do think i got like another robin in the ring with nina maybe even a third five star on that ring uh and while hunting for that last Nina, I did end up getting like a spare legendary Lucina, a summer Cordelia, and an extra Creed uh, from either finishing rings or uh, random rings that had no colorless, and I got pity broken by a different color. Hmm. I mean, we so, don't need to talk dollars dollars here, but like in terms of orbs, if you had to guesstimate, like how many orbs you talk, like four Nors, that's Nors, that sounds like a lot of orbs to me. Um. Sometimes they were coming fast and furious, like it felt might have been over four things where I was just pulling a single ret, uh, single orb, and I got like a noir, then uh, one off, then another noir. Um, probably a couple hundred orbs, uh, not, not entirely bad. sure. Might be even more than that, I wasn't really counting, and like I said, I had, you know, I had more or less planned to spend a bit on at first. 
and then I let my stubbornness have me buy some more orbs. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, it was really interesting for me. I I haven't really pulled from any other of uh, the other banners. I was waiting on Fire and Ice to kind of see how that shakes out. I, I know a lot of people we talked about last week having some great luck with the with the two two hero banner, but I'm um, gonna give a bit of an alert here. Major Ryan alert coming in here. I've decided to take legendary banners more seriously. I know, uh, late to the party, about a year late, almost a year late, and just I'm I have a new rule where I will always kind of I will save my orbs at a at a at a, a relative time and 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 go for it. Just pull from the legendary. There's got to be one hero in there that I always want, or the chances of getting more five stars to to build out the roster because I don't have a lot of five stars. I have the five stars I want. But I may not have the five stars that I might have found interesting. So I was going for Harid and Gunthra. Uh, I don't have Gunthra yet. And I kind of figured like, well, Forging Bonds kind of has me feeling like I should complete this Niffle party, right? Muspel, um, yeah. I'm not I'm not terribly keen on. I'm not always that. I'm not that guy that goes for the bad guys. Um, <laughs> you know, I go for the good guys. Give the good guys a chance, you know? Um <laughs> But yeah, I did not get Gunthra. I ended up getting a Summer Innis, which I did not have. Uh, I, I wouldn't say I'm desperately going for the bad guys, but hmm. sometimes the bad guys are more interesting. Uh, <laughs> like, I kind of thought uh, Levitane was kind of interesting with her uh, actual attitude and behavior, and Legyarn sure. was also kind of interesting with her love for her sister, but little love for her father. Surtur was one I really could have cared less about but he had such a nice set of skills that i kind of wanted to get that going for the so, bad guy go always going for those bad guys nice set of skills am i right <laughs> well if if we're talking in nice set of skills the way you made it sound i would be going more for leg yarn but <laughs> i'm just kidding around I, I find i find the way we're discussing this very very funny um no i i i i'm fine with that like i think that i think i'm not the bad guys are interesting don't get me wrong and i think that i don't have any of them now that i think about it I died. Oh, okay yeah, which is kind of you, you did get a summer innis you said uh, was that all well i did get a summer innis and then i was like you know what i'm gonna go again and see how I do, and I ended up getting another summer in this, and I was like, "Well, okay, I'm done." And he clearly, just wants this to spend about. time with you. I know. Now I have two of them talking, like, and, and he's the good guy. So now I have two good guys. Uh, and I completed the ring, which again, one of the greatest things to come out of this show was always complete the ring. I think that's kind of if I, I learned it on this show. Maybe other people learned it elsewhere, but I completed the ring. And I got a Hrid and a Summer Noir, which I, uh, both I did not have. Hrid, you know. I was, was, was going to say it would be hard to have Hrid before this I know, but uh, Summer Noir I never had before, and uh, she is she's creepy. She has some real creepy art, and we've talked about her before. It's just, I don't know. It's like total, it's just something else. <laughs> uh, but I was really yeah. stoked to, to get some new heroes, so it was good. Yep. Yeah. So... Well, we got forging bonds going on. Uh, have you mm-hmm. dove in much into it? You mentioned it uh, with the as part of your reasoning for going after Gunthra. Yeah, so I barely jumped in just to get the sort of feel of it, and I noticed it was a prequel to book two, having all the characters together and in a way. And I I know you're going to refute this, so I I am looking for. I'll mention it anyways. 
I kind of got the sense that earlier on when we were talking about book three, or sorry, book two, um, Yogur was kind of knew the summoner's name, and I thought, like, that's kind of weird. And then I thought in this Forging Bonds, we got our answer that, you know, Yogur in, in her dream saw us, knew our name, called us by name. Uh, but you're saying that that maybe when that when if I played further, you would realize that every time she woke up, she didn't remember it, uh, our name. Uh, yeah, um, Yulger and Creed keep coming to you in dreams only. It seems, and both of them seem to forget your name when they're not in the dream, but remember you and your name when you're when they're awake, hmm. or when they're in, back into the dream. Uh, and you know, if you remember the Yulger we meet who knew our name, that was Loki. Oh, okay. Um, and Loki, being an agent of chaos, she she loves. I mean, I, I think she was definitely intentionally taunting us uh, to figure her out, and she would have been just fine if we had found her out right away, because uh, she is does definitely seem to be an agent of chaos. Mm-hmm. So the plans of the various masters she follows are less of a concern to her than just having fun and making things as crazy as possible, uh, like you know. If just taking the fact that when we found out who Loki, that Loki was actually Loki, it turned out, you know, she just was like, oh, you caught me. Okay, so here's how you get into the, you know, Muspel Castle to go kill Surtur. So she's less concerned about Surtur, but, you know, us killing Surtur doesn't really bother her one way or the other. She'll go find some other way to make chaos yeah and we we've already learned that in book three she's she's found an interesting way so uh yeah um we don't know if hell is her new master or her overall master but she's now seems to be chatting and working with hell so it's a real bummer you know, you kind of just, you kind of hope maybe she turns around. But yeah, you're right. She's an agent of chaos. Oh. She's going to cause some, some stuff. How far in Forging Bonds did you get uh, while you were playing? Um, well, I got actually pretty well into it. I got a couple lucky times where I hopped in when it was a uh, times two and I just chained it. So I have both, uh, I think, Fjorm and Creed maxed out and both of the other characters in the 2000s, I think. Cool. I may even have all four of the EX um, uh, accessories, the high-level accessories as well. Cool. So it's really good. Yeah, I'm I'm a good way, and I just gotta hop in and get those last couple uh, free orbs and finish them out. Should have plenty of time to do that this time around. That's good. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Uh, any other what what other events are going on in the game that we can run through for folks? Well, as always, we have a new arena, new battleground, new tactics drills, new rival domains, new ether raid, um, as well as the ether raid celebrations still going on until the December 10th. Uh, we also have the grand grand hero battle for Garneth going on till uh, Sunday night the third ending on the 2 a.m on the third and once again all these uh start and end dates we give are based off of 2 a.m eastern time in the u.s which is where we are located uh the legendary hero battles uh, i believe it's four out of the five if not all five have them um no gunther doesn't have one so i don't remember if ryoma does or not but at least three out of the five have a legendary hero battle running 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's running until the 5th uh, when the legendary banner ends. The tap battle, Labyrinth of Despair, is going on until the 8th. The Etherate celebration, which I mentioned earlier, runs till the 10th. And the Forging Bonds is running till the 12th. Cool. Good stuff. Lots to do in game. Uh, as for stuff to look forward to, it's a little slim picking, but there's still lots here. Starting before December 8th, we've got a Bound Hero Battle Revival. That's Selif and Julia. That starts on the 3rd. Voting Gauntlet, Niffle versus Moosebill. Pick your favorite, good versus evil, starting on the 4th of December. Three Heroes Quests, Olivia, Azama, and Female Corrin, coming on December 6th. Finally, a new calendar, because that's the end. That's all she wrote sometime in december we're guessing yep, probably sometime after book three launches yeah are we thinking book three launch i mean we're gonna talk about it later on so let's not uh let's not are we I, gonna talk about it later on? I i think we might not get we're, we're talking about something i suspect that's coming with book three mm. um but not specifically about book three i think um and i definitely think unless we get news about it tonight or tomorrow night that we might not actually get a fade channel about it but I do think book three is probably coming around the 8th because that's the usual end time. And unless the tap battle is going to have nothing to do with book three, which is possible, mm-hmm. um, it'd be odd to start a new tap battle, which is likely starting on the 8th uh, without actually launching book three yet. So we don't know for sure yet, but I suspect we should get it okay. soon. But... Well, look forward to that soon. Uh, I, I would think next week it would have to be... We have to have some sort of inkling by next week because there's just so much going on that... Uh, or there's not enough going on the we, week we after. We don't have to, but we definitely hope for it. <laughs> I mean, we don't have to do it. They don't have to do anything. They could say we're taking we're taking yeah. Christmas off and starting now. Book three's been delayed. It's like, ah. Uh, they would never... They would not do that, but I think they've been consistent with their content, so... Uh, but I do understand where you're coming from. Um... Yeah. Looking at what actually was added to the game this week, we we had legendary hero Frid, still summonable, but he is in the game. The the chill of Neffel settles in with the. I love. I gotta say, I gotta give props to Eddie for writing these. He does a great job. So these aren't. This is not my creativity, but I'm gonna read it because, and we're gonna we're gonna learn this together. The chill of Niffle settles in with the last surviving member of the Nifflin royalty joining the game as Hrid, Icy Blade, pronounced Hreed. Oh, according to the trailer. Sorry, okay. Whoops. Should have read ahead. Uh, the Red Sword Cavalier is the new legendary hero for November. He comes with Joel. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that the G is silent. <laughs> as his weapon, which grants him a base attack plus three, as well as if the enemy is afflicted by uh any of the special conditions debuffs like panic or threaten or even prevented counterattacking or movement reduction he receives a guaranteed follow-up attack he also has his unique skill which is freezing seal and when his health is above 50 percent, he inflicts attack slash speed minus six on the foe with the lowest resistance he also comes with moonbow distant counter first non-hector to have that skill version and attack smoke so freed how do we feel about the this skill set for this new legendary hero? I know a lot of folks were a little bummed another red cavalry unit, but uh... yeah, um, but I mean it's been so long since. Oh wait, last month we had a red sword cavalry unit. And who <laughs> yeah, is that it's again? kind of uh, uh, Erica. 
Legendary yeah. Erica was last month, and she was a Red Sword Cavalry unit. So it's kind of like two in a row, really. But um, yeah, he he's got a nice set of skills. Uh, it's kind of nice to finally have another unit that has disencounter other than Hector, because your choices for disencounter before now were Hector, 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 or Hector. Hmm. I mean, a lot of variety there, I admit, but it's a good spread. What you had available. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and. So, uh, it, it's definitely an interesting set of skills. Uh, his weapon there with the guaranteed counter or guaranteed follow-up if you debuff the enemy. Uh, I don't know for sure if something like the, um, uh, who is it, Maribel, who uh, inflicts them with weapon triangle will count towards that weapon, but it did specifically note... Uh, Panic, uh, threaten debuffs, and counterattacking or movement reduction uh, debuffs would all count. So that's pretty nice. I uh, have to less worry a little less about his speed if you're trying to get those counters. Mm. Um, Freezing Seal is definitely similar to Gunther's unique skill. And what? Sorry, uh, how does it compare to Gunther's? What does what does she have? Uh, I believe it was something that was based off of resistance. I'd have to pull her up quickly. Uh, give me a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, while you're doing that, um, I haven't had a chance to to really put him through his paces yet. But I think I think it's it's great. I mean, we predicted this. I think we were spot on. I think a lot of people predicted it. He was the last book two hero that hadn't been. Um, you know given to us as an option to summon and i mean he holds up like he he seems to be really cool in terms of his art and and whatnot um so from that aspect he's really neat and he's he's he kind of plays the big brother like he's the brother of the group and and i think that comes through really well but uh him having this this unique spell where um it affects units that have a debuff is kind of an interesting pairing for strategy you know, where you have to have a unit, it helps to have a unit um, alongside him to do do more debuffing, even though he does have a debuff oh, yeah. himself. De- definitely encourages bringing a healer who has a skill that will debuff the enemy, have her get a smack in, um, especially since most healer healers can um, set their staff to not allow them to counterattack the healer. Right. Uh, and then Tree comes in and gets a double smack for free with depending on the debuff, possible counterattack, but definitely no follow-up. Um, and I found Gunther's skill. It's Chilling Seal. Mm-hmm. At the start of each turn, if her HP is greater than 50%, she inflicts attack speed minus 6 on the foe on the team enemy team with the lowest defense. So pretty much the same thing as Freed, except uh, based off of defense instead of resistance. Interesting. So That's good. So they're I, I, definitely similar. Yeah, no, they're well, they're brother and sister, right? It it kind of makes yep, sense to makes give them sense. a bit of a bit of extra, uh, you know, connection there. Um, yep. He, I, I think he's really great. You know, I don't really have a lot more to say, but like the rest of the banner that he comes alongside, pretty stacked as well. I mean, yep. we talked about our summons. Yep, we got but... Levitane, Legendary Rioma for red. Uh, Summer Cordelia, Brave Hector, Legendary Lynn for or Lucina. I said Lynn, but I meant Lucina for blue, or I wrote Lynn. Uh, female Kana, Summer Ennis, as you found in Gunther for green. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nina, Summer Noir, uh, 
although the only noir we currently have in the game, and Legendary Robin and the Colorless. True. Which we found something interesting about Legendary Robin, which we'll discuss later. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, no, it's a solid banner. And, and again, like the Legendary banners are always really great, but um, I think I think Hrid, Hreed, sorry, was was kind of overdue. Like I think you could have you could have swapped this and given us. I, I think in terms of the content, it makes sense. But I think Hreed probably should have popped up sooner in in the game. I think. Yeah, I, w- I was thinking after the book two had fully ended that we weren't gonna get Hreed y- or Yilger at all. So these last couple ones where we got them was kind of a surprise to me. I figured if we were gonna get them, we would have got them when we first met them or closer to. Yeah, and the fact that Hilger was on a normal banner and Hrid wasn't, he's a legendary, like, I wonder how they make those decisions. Like, did they not feel that they could make, give Yilger enough power to make her a legendary hero, or... it's Who knows? I mean, six of one, half a dozen of the other, who knows how they decide it? Yeah. Put it, put the names in a pot and grab them randomly. I hope uh, that's how they, they do thought... it. Maybe they thought Yulger was too young since she's questionable if she's even 18. <laughs> True, I guess. You know? No, that's a good point. Like, you don't want to, you don't want to, you know, give her all the tricks of the trade and then, and then kind of be like, well, there's nowhere to go but up from here. I don't know. Um, it's, it's good. I think it's a legendary, it's a great legendary banner. It was more exciting than last month's. Like, the fact that I forgot that Erica was last month's um, kind of spells exactly how excited i was about that one but the legendary heroes i think have been hit and miss you know lately but that's fine because not every hero is gonna is gonna do it for you but this one i really appreciate it i'm glad i i got him because i i've been chasing gunthra for almost a year and just haven't haven't really had any luck trying to summon her not that i've been trying too hard but um this is a great banner i i hope that everybody got what they were looking for and again i've seen lots of summons being posted in the discord so keep that up because uh i I love to see other people and and how they're summoning it's one of my favorite things to see in the discord so um any other word any other thoughts on uh reed here uh no it's interesting to finally have them we'll uh the other only other thought i have we'll save for later Okay, well, Summoner's Focus this week... That's not necessarily about Hreed specifically, so... Ooh, just a little, a, little bit of, a little bit of foreshadowing. But before we get there, Summoner's Focus, we've got Mia, Lady of Blades, as voted by our fine listeners. If you're not aware, we do a straw poll every week, and, uh, or every, every two other weeks. week. Yeah, and Mia was the winner, and uh, Eddie, yeah, give a... us a bit of lore here. It was a tight race. Uh, up until last night, it was Mia and Titania tied for first place. When he, Mia pulled it out. Uh, Mia is a mercenary hired by Crimea, who uh, gets captured, um, and, but joins the Ike and the Grail mercenaries after they rescue her from having been captured. Uh, she is quite an aggressive trainer, uh, constantly sparring against people, uh, routinely looking to push herself and grow better. Um, it is was noted in the uh, uh, summary I was reading about her that she might be one of Ike's favorite partners or preferred uh, partners to spar with because she never complains about him going all out and might even enjoy him going all out during their sparring sessions. So, uh, and she is from uh, Path of Radiance, as we mentioned. That's what we're doing in this 
Do you know if she's from... Is she in Radiant Dawn as well? Oh, yeah. She is also in Radiant Dawn. Hmm. I really like the idea that there's a sequel there to that game. I really dig that. I thought that was a nice touch, and it's weird that they don't do it anymore. Well, it's not like there's been a lot of Fire Emblem games since then, but um, in terms of personal experience, I, I summoned Mia quite a while ago, and... I really dig her art. I, I dig all the art for, for Mia uh, across her two versions, her and Halloween. Um, yep. Just the orange and black, very, very great color combination, you know, and, and her skills. Especially for the Halloween banner. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of a, it was a no-brainer, right? Um, but I don't think I use her a ton. Like, she doesn't pop up as bonus heroes very often, but yeah. Yeah, um... I got her at some point, got her to level 40. I even ended up uh, merging her with a Spermia I got at some other point. Uh, but haven't really used her that much. Uh, she's a quick unit, if I recall correctly. But, you know. And she prefers to have a IV boon of attack or speed. Mm-hmm. She prefers to keep her uh, defense neutral. And have a bane of HP and resistance. Yeah, which is uh, so. pretty standard for your for your sword units, right? Like your your high damage sword users. Um, yeah. So kind uh, of just normal. double checked her average stats at level forty. She is the top speeded speed unit apparently. Oh really? With a speed of forty, she's ranked one out of three twenty. Whether there are other characters that have forty or not, I don't know. But you know. If, which is definitely why you want a speed boon for her, because that puts her at 43, which would almost, you know, without merges, almost guarantee she's top of the charts. Oh, man, my, uh, my speed, my, I have a bane, so mine is a bane in speed, which this is not a great Mia, I guess, uh, not, not the greatest. I think her, her boon, her boon is not even a good one. It's, uh, what is it? I'm, I shouldn't be doing this live on the show. This is great entertainment, yeah. but I don't know. It's uh, it's maybe she's neutral. I, I don't know why she would be neutral, but she certainly. Well, she's not. Well, neutral. if her if her speed is below forty, then she is not neutral. No, no, no. Her, yeah, you're right. Her, yeah, she's got a bane in speed, which is a, a bummer. But uh, yeah, nah. Well, what you can't win but them all, even, right? Even with a bane in speed, she's still faster than many of the units at thirty-seven. You know true like a difference of three is still going to keep you above a good portion of the hero pool but it's it's not the greatest but i mean we don't yeah we've talked about this on the show before like we we don't really care about ivs like unless we get duplicates and, yeah i mean you know if unless if i'm enough, specifically looking to use her for something she's not a giant worry about her speed yeah not really i mean i might Sometimes I might like after we discuss it, I might look at the build and try to try to pull it in here. Which uh, the one suggested by Fire, uh, the Fire Emblem website we use, Game Press, uh, is the Tempest Blade Offensive Nuke. This is the recommended build, and Resolute Blade, which is her current blade. I think it's a. Uh, I think it might yep. be an upgrade. Uh yeah. She originally started with uh, I think it was Slaying Edge or something, or maybe it was Killer Edge. That could be. Refined into, oh no, she started with Wo Dao and picked up the Resolute Blade, mm-hmm. uh, which gives a bonus of attack three, um, has a higher mic to begin with, and gives an attack plus three uh, automatically, as well as giving the plus ten to damage when the special triggers the Wrath effect. 
uh, which is what Wodao did. Um, mm. They do recommend that you have Luna as her uh, special skill that will trigger to trigger. Um, if I recall, Luna is it's a three cooldown one, treating mm. him as if defense and resistance minus 50%. Uh, but you can use Boonbo as your alternate, which is a quicker one but a lower debuff to them. Yeah. So, and here's where we get into some expensive, uh, expensive merging. Uh, distant counter as her A. So we just talked about Harid having distant counter. So if you have an extra Harid, so you can. We've doubled the, well, not really doubled, but we've increased the number of choices she has for that distant counter, from Hector to Hector and Harid. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, and this uh, next one, Wrath 3, uh, also expensive, at least looking at this. Uh, you're going to need a 5-star Nephany, Carla, or a Wayne, which not the not the easiest thing yeah, to come across. Those are 5-star only characters, too. Yeah. So. Uh, so Wrath 3, basically... Now, what's Wrath 3 allowed her to do? I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not particularly, like, up on the skills, but... Uh, Wrath 3 must, must be doing something insane to want to try to merge those type of characters, right? I'm going to pull it up here. Yep. Unless you have it. Oh, if a uh, unit's HP is uh, is greater than 75%, special cooldown count minus 1 at start of turn if special triggers by attacking. Special triggers plus 10 damage from special. That's pretty good, especially if you're going to be having her her special go off with, with a count 3. They, they, ask, they say to pair it with a, a quicken pulse or a flashing blade to kind of get uh, that's your your seal to get to get your special to trigger more often. Um, I'm not familiar with flashing blade three. Um, neither am I off the top of my head. I'd have to pull it up to look. Uh, but I was looking at her C skill they recommend. Mm -hmm. uh, you're probably not going to want to use that Carla for wrath. Instead, save her to get a. Um, even speed wave off of her because she's the only unit that has that skill. Hmm. Uh, that's what they recommend for her C skill, which boosts her speed by six uh, on even number turned turns. Yeah, but if she's the fastest unit in the game, do you, I, well, we don't know how many she ties. That's a good point. Yeah, there might be a couple that she ties. There might be a couple that are one or two below or they have a speed boon and you don't. Um, or they have other things that are buffing their speed, so you want to make sure you stay up there. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Flashing Blade, if your speed is greater than the foe's speed, you get a special cooldown plus one per attack. So if you're already doubling, if you even have any speed higher than your opponent, which is why you want to stack that speed on even turns to help guarantee that your speed is higher, you're activating that cooldown, which will have a plus ten damage on it, um, every, you know, as often as possible. Mm -hmm. If you're doubling them almost every turn. You know? Yeah, well, that makes sense. Uh, it's a solid build. You know, honestly, it would be really great to look at these builds we do and kind of just say, you know what, screw it. I'm going to find these very expensive units and create the ultimate hero. And I think that's where... You know, we look at our favorite characters like Lin or Lissa and say, like, let's make the ultimate unit. Or maybe you're a fan of Riss or Reese or whoever you pronounce it and you want to 
you know, you want to you want to build the ultimate risk. You're going to sacrifice anything you can for that hero. I, I appreciate that. And I, I really wish I had the, you know, the gumption to get rid of five star heroes for that type of stuff. Well, my, my wallet already complains at my desire to get as many of the heroes as I can. So I can't afford to try to hunt down these extra expensive, extra five stars to fodder them off. So, yeah, no, as much you're... as I'd love to, I can't really afford it. Probably right. Probably right. Cool. Well, next time we're going to be doing Thracia 776. So we'll get to familiarize ourselves with another character from a Japanese only game. How's that sound? Sounds fun. Sounds fun indeed. Speaking of fun. So as I was hinting earlier, it's time for some speculation. That is legend. Wait for it. Dairy. Sorry, couldn't resist the old joke. Um, with the close of the Reed Banner, we have Robin taking a two-month hiatus, which means we will no have no colorless on the banner for the next two months. So unless uh, IS is completely changing how they run things, uh, and I feel like a broken record when I say that's a caveat just about every time, but um, if you really look at it, they've kind of remained consistent about most stuff. It's just we didn't know what they were doing until after the fact. Um you know, after the new rules are in place and implemented. Uh, but if, you know, unless they completely change things, it looks like we are we should be getting two new colorless legendary heroes over the next two months. Mm -hmm. So what are your thoughts on that, having two colorless heroes coming? This is pretty crazy. You know, they don't, they don't change things lightly. And the fact that we've had one new legendary hero each month even even at the start of the Legendary Heroes with Fiorm, they gave us Fiorm, but they still just had Fiorm be that month's legendary ban or legendary hero. So the fact that by the numbers there are two free or sorry, two colorless legendary heroes coming for the next banner. Um I just wonder well, not, not necessarily just the next banner, but over the next two banners. The December and oh. January, because uh Robin's not coming until coming back until february so right so you think oh okay so by those numbers you're saying hmm saying in theory we should have a previously unknown legendary hero in december on the banner as well as one in january on the banner but the thing is i don't think they're going to have the new legendary hero for both months be colorless i think um that with the recent change to legendary banners, where there are now five legendary heroes per banner, mm -hmm. um, if you look at the document that I updated, oh, we only okay. have three scheduled for December. Uh, January, we have um, two red, one blue, and one green. So I think that's going to be a colorless new hero that month. But December, we only have Marth, Fjorm, and Hector scheduled. Only three. So what I think, what I speculate is going to happen, is that when Book 3 opens, we're going to get a free Legendary Hero like we did with Fjorm. And that hero will be on the um, banner at the end of December. And I do think that hero will be colorless. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in late December, we will get another new legendary hero uh, who will be probably a different color. 
whether blue, red, or green. And mm. so in December, we'll have two new legendary heroes to roll for on the banner. Just one of them will be one that we got for free, like we did with Fjorm. Right. Okay, let me try to try to figure this out here. So we're thinking that there's a, a new a new legendary so the new legendary hero in December the one that will be free you're thinking is colorless right i suspect it will it might be colorless it could be a colored one and we'll have two legendary colorless heroes in a row hmm. on the new banners but i think we will get two legendary heroes during December and one of them should be free and one of them, I, I, I'm suspecting one will be free, like with Fjorm, and I'm suspecting one, whether the free one or the uh, other one, will be colorless. I mean, that sounds pretty good to me. I think, like, I think guessing that we'll get a free legendary hero with book three is, is an awesome thing. I think to continue that would be really cool. And whatever that legendary hero ends up being... Do we feel like it's a new a new character or do you think I maybe they think, finally give us Veronica? I think it'll probably be a new character. Mm -hmm. Um it might be Veronica, but it'll definitely be a character involved in book three, just like Fjorm was involved in book two heavily. Yeah, oh yeah. I, so, I, like, I think that's true. I mean, despite the taunts and teases about what's going on with book three, about us getting uh, something devastating happening to us specifically. Mm -hmm. I think there will be new characters to help lead us through and explain what's going on. You know, what if they um, flip the lid and, and give us like the bad guy and be like, here you go. It wouldn't make any sense really when you think about it. Yeah, it probably wouldn't make sense. Um, it could be the bad guy in disguise. Who knows? Uh, you know, anything's possible, but I mean, if anything, we'll have a new character that will be heavily involved in the story. If they turn out to be the bad guy as we get further on, that's something we'll find out eventually. Mm -hmm. But, you know. I think it's solid logic, and we won't have long to wait. And, and so, so basically, hopefully. what you're, you know, well, hopefully. You're thinking we get the free legendary hero before the banner, because the banner's always at the end of the month, but. Well, I've. Whenever we get book three is when I expect to get the free legendary hero. Right, and then when the um, banner arrives, it'll be on there. When the banner arrives, I suspect a new legendary hero specifically for that banner, as well as the free legendary hero. That we get. Uh, but would they be the same? So they wouldn't be the same color, though, right? Because can you only have one legendary hero per color? Or my no, nope, not anymore. Did we have um, something kill that? Well, this month we had two red legendary heroes. We had oh. five legendary heroes this month. We had Creed and Rioma on red. Oh my gosh, you're right. Uh, Lucina on blue, uh, Gunther on green, and Robin on colorless. Okay. Um, yeah. And also, we already know in January we're going to have both Erica and uh, Ike, I think. Yeah, Ike and Erica are gonna, both going to be legendary heroes in January. Uh, whether or not it's just two reds per banner, or if 
we might end up having two blues or two greens or even two colorless. Mm-hmm. Don't know yet. It is nice but... that they're doubling up because you, you get more of a chance for the legendary hero, which I think is what people ultimately are, are, are hoping for when they pull, unless right. they are looking for that other five star. But um, we'll if, see. if we're looking at, if we're looking at just the numbers, I'd say a green seems most likely. Okay. It's not guaranteed. No. Well, we'll find out soon enough, right? So uh, let's go to the LRM gate here and talk a bit more about Smash because there is one week until Smash Brothers. So, Eddie, do you want to start running us through the last of these spirits that have been confirmed, this time from Fates? Uh, Yep, we're down to Fates. There are six confirmed spirits from Fates. Uh, We have Hinoka, who is only known to be a three-star. Uh, she's just listed uh, with a, um, essentially they're showing the different spirit classes and you see a uh, one star novice, two star advanced, three star ace, and Hanoka is the example of the three star ace for the various classes. So, but no idea of what she's going to do. No, but she's uh, especially powerful. Yes. Uh, then you have Takumi, who is a grab hero, uh, primary spirit uh he's shown attached to uh incineroar in an example of a battle uh looks like you have a bunch of king ddds with gordos attached and incineroar fighting them off with takumi although if that is takumi his picture looks a little weird but hey I mean, they, it's really cool that they went through and kind of yeah. grabbed all these. But uh, you've also got uh, Camilla, who is a primary, also a grab hero. <laughs> I mean, she's coming in for a hug, right? So. Uh, well, yeah, that fits Camilla. <laughs> it does, certainly does. Uh, continuing on the Noir side, you have Leo, who's a primary, but we have no information. He's just shown as a primary spirit. Uh, uh, yep. Show Elise as a support spirit uh, with auto heal as her skill. That's pretty good. I'm assuming yep. that would that would be a really great skill to have. Maybe that reduces um, the ratio of damage you have, or if it's only a skill that applies to stamina battles, maybe. Uh, possibly, and she does take up two slots instead of just one, as most would take up for a support hero. Mm-hmm. Um, it could just be a fact that if you're not getting attacked, she will slowly reduce your percentage of damage. Uh, it doesn't really specify. Right. Um, last but not least, we have Azura. We have no real info on. No, uh, she's listed on this what appears to be one of the the loot. I, I'm going to say loot crates, but as far as we know, there's no like real world money going into this. But, treasure uh, chests. Really, treasure chests. Per se, you know. Yeah, like it she... looks like you're in some kind of ruins digging. Mm-hmm. Um, either I don't know exactly how it works. I didn't catch that bit, and I'm not sure they really explained that part of it. But uh, yeah, I so... don't know. This might be part of the reward system by com- yeah. you know progressing through the single player campaign. But uh, what should be noted in this screenshot, I'm going to ask everybody: don't go look at the screenshot because. Azura, you'll have to take my word for it. Azura is right next to the creepiest Donkey Kong character, Lanky Kong, and you shouldn't do that to yourself. I you didn't know it had a, that. Didn't even know it had a name. It has a uh, name. You might have to look at it if you get it at some point. 
I mean, but it it's is... also got Minna and Wolf Link in the same image. True. As well as some kind of butt-faced creature. <laughs> Lanky Kong. I already told you that was his name. No, next to in between Minna and Lanky Kong. <laughs> I guess it's two helmets or something, but almost kind of looks like a butt. <laughs> oh, though that's oh okay. Yeah, I see what you mean. He does have a bit of a curvature to his helmet. That's one of the robots. I'm guessing from Metroid. Prime uh, the, Hunters? No, no, no. Oh, yeah, no, the um, Federation Force thing? Okay. Yeah, I think that's a Federation that, Force That weird guy. game that no one played? Yeah, that game bombed hard. Nobody wanted that one. Uh, I'm yeah. personally super looking forward to Smash coming out in a week, and by gum, we're going to discuss it on this show because there are Fire Emblem Heroes characters in it, so it'll probably be on the Outrealm Gate next episode, too. I promise next Thursday night at midnight, well, 12.01, whenever the Switch allows me to unlock it, I will do very hard to unlock as many Fire Emblem characters to play. Shall we have a race? Yeah, I mean, you'll probably win, because I, I won't have a ton of time to play. I have, I'll be... Yeah, I mean, unless work gets busy, which is possible, I will have pretty much five to six hours to sit there and play. Yeah, you'll have, you'll, yeah, you'll, uh, you'll have, you'll have more time. Uh... I'm, I, I, it'll be interesting to see how long it takes to unlock the Fire Emblem Heroes, but I assume Marth would be the first one you'd be able to unlock. Because he's, he's from the GameCube version, right? Yeah, I think Marth and Roy were two of the first to put in. Um, Ike might have come with them as well. So it's kind of like, from what I understand, I don't know if you unlock them in order, but they will be placed in order when you unlock them. Uh, they always have all kinds of weird ways to unlock them. And I'll be trying out all the different me- uh, game modes and methods and messing around so cool well looking forward to talking more about that but before we jump out of the gate here fire emblem expo has been announced for may 4th 2019 in japan and yeah kind of a weird thing to kind of announce but i guess cypher usually has a lot of updates which uh or uh events cypher is the card game that yeah is i think in japan. they've had some cypher specific uh events before yeah. Uh, but this one is no, not specifically stating Cypher, so it may about be about the entire series. Um, all I hope is that they're not give, revealing info about uh, Three Houses, because I want, it, I want to be playing it when it happens. Yeah, I mean, May 4th... So Spring 2019 is the release window for Three Houses, which uh, technically is late March or to June. And Nintendo loves to be like, it's spring 2019, but we'll totally... June 20th? Yeah, they can totally release it in June. They've done it before. I think they even did it with uh, ARMS. Uh, There's a bunch of examples. Nintendo's very notorious for for stretching the windows as far as they can. But I agree. I really hope that Three Houses is out by then, and maybe they're like... Part of their thing is maybe they're talking about DLC Either announcing DLC or announcing a new Echo-style game. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, so, so people know, uh, it looks like there are no details provided yet, but on December 8th, there will be a upcoming Cypher live stream where they'll give some more information and then tickets. If you're in Japan, I don't know if you are, uh, tickets definitely sounds like a strong Cypher presence will be there. Yeah. Tickets will be on sale, uh, December 28th. So if you're in Japan and you, uh, in May and you want to go to this event live, you're going to need to grab some tickets. So... I'm looking forward to seeing what they have here, and because it's a Japanese-only event, um, it'd be interesting to see what they do reveal. I, I don't, 
yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. This is this is big news, though. An expo for Fire Emblem. Um, there's been a lot of... I've, I saw some rumblings, like, people were saying, like, maybe this is where they'll announce the anime. And I'm like, I didn't know they were maybe working on an anime. This game, this series would be perfect for an anime. It's already an oh, yeah. anime. <laughs> but... Yep. Either way, looking forward to more info on that. But, Eddie, before we jump on out of here for good, uh, well, for this week... Uh, do you have any final words for the for the fine listeners? Want to spar for a bit? Go to uh, gamersinpodcast.com slash Faye. Let us know if you want to spar a bit by emailing us, Faye at gamersinpodcast.com. Check out our Fire Emblem channel in the Gamers In Discord. Let us know if you want to spar a bit by going to bit.ly slash TGI Discord. Follow us on Twitter. You can find myself at Eddie at Drowfear, and don't forget to follow at the Gamers In for show updates. That's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week and happy summoning.